Coming to you from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, by way of Stone Mountain, Georgia, birthed by the great state of South Carolina, is the Bryant Land Country Podcast, your place for any and everything in hunting, fishing, sports, and outdoor related, with heavy doses of randomness, guests, and an all-around good time. Here's your host, proud Gamecock, South Carolina Forever, AB3. All right, everybody, welcome to another episode of the Bryantland Country Podcast. Thank you for taking the time for downloading and joining me this week. Episode number 38. 38, man. I just every time I look at the numbers of these episodes and how they're continuing to climb, I just feel a little sense of pride that i um, actually been able to keep going with this podcast and as always I'd like to thank you for your support thank you for taking the time and sharing with people and uh just coming in and listening to what we got going on here on the blcp Brightland country podcast I'm sitting here right now oh that was a great super kick i'm sitting here watching a little bit of nxt uh, of course i got the sound off uh while i'm trying to put this podcast together for y'all but you know, I haven't watched much NXT, um, as you probably know from some of my past podcasts. I do love professional wrestling. I'm looking forward to uh, seeing the folks over at AEW when they start their TV here in October. But um, so NXT, which is the uh, long been called the developmental brand of the WWE, the brand um, where they go and they train their wrestlers and stuff, get them ready to get them right before they go to the main roster. But they, like I said, they have their TV now on Wednesday nights on USA. And I've just been sitting here looking at a little bit of it while getting ready to do the podcast. And so far, so good. I might have to make it a point to check this out more regularly. I hear that the, uh, NXT brand is probably has some of the uh, better superstars than the main uh, Raw and SmackDown brands. So when I get a chance, I'll probably check it out some more. Anyway, moving on to what we got this week. Last week, I talked to you guys about deer season. Deer season starting in Georgia it has already started. I've been out a couple of times. I've went out with my son. I've went out by myself. The deer are out there. Uh, they're just not moving in front of my blinds, more in front of my stands. So I uh, just got to get out there more, get the uh, pattern and the timing down, and basically got to be where they are. Because as I told someone today on Facebook posts, cameras don't lie, okay? You know how they say, ball don't lie, cameras don't lie. The deer are out there. They are out there. I just got to get out there, get my timing down, and get out there and be with them. And hopefully I can connect with a nice arrow through both lungs. Nice little double lung shot there. So I got to get out more, trying to find the time. i tell you what, though. It's been awesome being back home in Georgia this first week and getting the chance to go out twice already and just knowing that you know every week now since i'm back down here 
I will have a chance to go hunting one or two times in that week. That's just something that it's exciting. It's exciting to think about. So I'm looking forward to getting out there more. I just got to, like I said, got to get the timing pattern down to be out there when they are out there. So it's just a matter of time before I come on this podcast and have a story about an amazing hunt and how I closed the deal on one of those does or a nice buck, you know, out there on my property. But the one thing that I got to kind of figure out, and I've been kicking it around and I've talked to a couple of people, but I just haven't pulled the trigger, uh, the climbing stand. I really, really want to try the climber. I really want to add the climber to my arsenal because I just feel like it will be an invaluable tool for me to be flexible, for me to be able to get out there and change strategy, change strategy, excuse me, I don't know what a strategy is, but it would be pretty cool to add it to my arsenal, to be out there, to be able to change strategy, to be able to adjust. Because right now I got couple blinds, got a couple of stands, and, you know, I kind of just try to figure out based on, you know, what my cameras are telling me and what I'm seeing when I'm out on the property, walking the property, and then, you know, there's obviously a lot of times where they're in front of the camera and you can kind of pattern them, pattern them based on the camera, but there are times when I'm walking around on my property and I'm seeing rubs or, not rubs, I'm sorry, seeing you know, drop-ins and seeing scrapes. And I just need to be able to make a quick adjustment and say, okay, hey, this deer's here, deer's there, and be able to set up on them and close the deal. But so the climber is something that, like I said, I've been kicking it around. I haven't pulled the trigger on it. I want to be proficient in it. It was what I was supposed to do over the summer. I just did not make the time to A, purchase one, B, become proficient with it. So with deer season starting, I don't know if that's something that I want to kind of fool with, but we're going to see because, like I said, you know, my my goal this year is to get on bigger bucks after I get doe down. You know, I want to get on some of those bigger bucks, especially once late October and November rolls around and I get those pad, what I call pass-through bucks. They don't necessarily bed or call my property home, but they pass through looking for all the hot does. So uh, I want to be able to take advantage of that. So I'm going to, like I said, I've been kicking the idea around. I just need to go ahead and do it, quit procrastinating, put all my fears aside, because that's the thing, man, the, the freaking climber. I don't want to be in a predicament where I end up falling out of a tree, okay? And it's just something about the stability and making sure that I'm stable on that thing so I don't fall out. So I just, that's why I want to get it, want to play with it, want to monkey with it a little bit, be proficient about it, and then add the thing to my arsenal. And then that way I can come back and tell you guys greater stories. Brightland. So obviously for the last couple of weeks, you guys have heard me rant and raving on and on, going on and on, talking about deer season and it's deer season and the beginning of deer season. So a very 
interesting, or I should say, I got a very interesting piece of mail uh, last week. And it's a piece of mail that comes every year, give or take, around the same time, depending on, you know, when I go and uh, pay for pay for this thing. And I usually get it in the mail, like I said, roughly around the same time. What am I talking about, you ask? It's like, hey, AB3, you're not making any sense. What are you talking about? I'm talking about my federal duck stamp. I got my federal duck stamp. Now, for those of you who may not be familiar, the federal duck stamp is required to hunt waterfowl, ducks, geese, to hunt waterfowl in the United States. So you got to have your federal duck stamp, let you hunt anywhere in the country. It's one of those things that I always look forward to because it lets me know that one of my favorite seasons is right around the corner. And that's uh, the waterfowl season, duck, geese. The last couple of years, I've kind of turned up the volume on going goose hunting, duck hunting. And like I said, I haven't even gotten settled into deer season yet. And I already got my federal duck stamp. So that came in the mail. Like I said, I'm always excited when I get it because it lets me know that duck season, goose season, you know, it's right around the corner. Last year, I had the opportunity to uh, go to opening day for goose season I'm in Illinois. Uh, the weather was a little suspect, and we didn't uh, get anything. We didn't close the deal on uh, anything. The geese did not cooperate, but the second day was amazing. We had a nice mixed bag. We had a bag, a couple of geese, had a couple of woodies, um, a mallard, uh, there in uh, Illinois, and I know Illinois is not exactly destination hunting when it comes to ducks, but man, they got the geese. So I go out there as much as I can, uh, knocking down the geese. There's only a two limit, two bird limit there in Illinois, so your hunt can go either really, really quickly, or depending on how many guys in the blind with you, uh, it could take some time, and you can have a good time. Uh, just really depends on what the geese are doing that day so with me being back in Georgia now I'm going to really miss my guys up there in Illinois my goose guides that I go with up there but with the way things are one gonna have to try to make time to get back up there maybe string some days together and then see what I can find down here in Georgia. I've been looking a little bit between uh, Georgia and South Carolina, a little bit in Alabama. Uh, not a lot of uh, certified guides for waterfowl, um, at least not nearby. Um, and you know me, I've said it many times, I have no shame in it. I am big on uh, outfitters and outfits because just the way the time and the way my life is set up, if you don't have time to do your proper scouting, then you might as well be pissing in the wind. So I don't have a problem or don't see the problem at all in going with an outfitter. You know, I respect the outfitters. I love the outfitting business. I think what those guys do uh, for the sport of hunting and for sportsmen all around, I think it's wonderful. So, yeah, in the search now to try to find someone that I can link up with God-wise and just get out there and start hammering down geese and uh, ducks. But I'm definitely going to try 
to make it back up to uh, Illinois. Like I said, string some days together and uh, hit one of my old spots because, like I said, we had a good time out there. It would be cold, and, you know, I don't like cold much, but it's something about being in a pit on a either rainy, sloppy morning or on a really cold morning with all your layers, you know, with your waders, your jacket, and then listening to those geese and watching those geese come down or watching those ducks come down and then going out and letting these shells rain on them. Uh, something about that, man, just makes you forget about what the weather is and it becomes a super enjoyable experience. So got my federal duck stamp. Got to get ready for waterfowl season. Deer season's in. Waterfowl's not too far behind. I know some early teal has opened up in certain places. I've never been uh, much on early teal just because I'm putting the finishing touches on uh, on deer season, either getting ready for it or getting out on deer season. But, man, two of the greatest seasons are getting ready to merge here in a little bit, and it's going to be exciting. Brightland. You know, once upon a time, your boy was in a uh, relationship. I had a significant other. And when you are in such a situation, I'm sure as a lot of you can attest, the travel often comes up. And for me, as a person who travels professionally, getting on an airplane when I am not required to be on said airplane for any kind of uh, work purposes really doesn't appeal to me. I am not much on a, not much of a social traveler, if you will. You know, I'll do some stuff with my kids, but otherwise, like I said, when I have off days or, you know, have a uh, little bit of time off, uh, my first go-to is not social travel. However, when it comes to trying to figure out going places to go and hunt something, count me in. Okay? I'm saying that because, like I said, I got my waterfowl, got my duck stamp a few days ago. Man, I'm already looking and salivating about the opportunities that I may have to go do waterfowl hunting. Okay, you know, last couple of years, I've kind of made it a tradition of where I go do my goose hunting. Uh, when I was living in Wisconsin, I do my goose hunting in Illinois, you know, do a little bit of duck hunting uh, in Wisconsin, maybe get a chance to knock out some mixed bags in, um, in Illinois. But then I would always end my waterfowl season down in Arkansas last week of the duck season down there. I don't do a whole lot of the conservation, like spring stuff, because, you know, I'm usually getting ready for turkey or trying to get right, you know, to go turkey hunting um, in the next few months, maybe go out and try to get a hog or something like that. But... This year, I'm looking to take some waterfowl trips, take some trips to go duck hunting. I don't know where yet. I got a couple of places in mind that I'm looking at, that I'm thinking about. But when you say, hey, let's travel 
to go hunt or if I can find a place to travel to to go hunt, count me in, man. I, uh, I love it. I mean, you get to see whole new scenery, usually depending on where you go. Food's pretty good. Sometimes you get to mingle uh, with new people, talk to new hunters and stuff. I know for me personally, some of the best times and the best trips I have uh, I've had have been when they were last minute and I was the only person on the place. You know, I, I had full run of the place and, and that's pretty cool. I mean, you know, just being out there and as a person who enjoys spending, you know, a lot of time to themselves, especially, you know, hunting by themselves, really not a big, not a thing for me. You know, I love going with my son when uh, we can get together and go out. But I also really enjoy being out there by myself. So when I travel and get a chance to travel and go hunt, you know, it's really cool when it works out and you have the full run of the place. I mean, so far, you know, I've been to Nebraska. I killed my first turkey in Nebraska. I've hunted on Lake Pepin in Wisconsin, duck hunted and goose hunt in uh, northern Illinois. Uh, like I said, got some mixed bag hunts with ducks and geese in northern Illinois. We've hunted hogs in Texas. We've hunted hogs in Florida. I've hunted deer and hogs in South Carolina, hunt deer and hogs here in Georgia. So, I mean, any time that you can get a chance to go out of state and hunt, you know, it's a great opportunity. So I, I'm looking forward to that. I'm not much on the safari. I don't really want to go out the country um, and do any kind of hunting. I know folks that have gone, done the safaris, gone over to Africa, had a great time, came back with some very successful hunts, you know, a lot of successful bow kills and stuff. But going out in the country is not something that is appealing to me. I know that the uh, duck hunts in Argentina are supposed to be really good. New Zealand is supposed to be uh, absolutely magnificent uh, for going over there. Um, I've seen some very nice bow kills there. But the safari style... Hunting really doesn't do anything for me. I know one of the things that's on my goal bucket list, if you will, is to go alligator hunting here soon. I'd like to draw in Georgia. I've already started putting in my preference points, putting in preference points in South Carolina. I don't, I, I don't know what it is, and I don't know if you guys can relate to it or not, but... Me being from South Carolina, there's something special about being able to go to your home state and hunt and be successful in harvest. So, you know, I like I want to go back deer hunting again in South Carolina. Love to go hunt alligators in South Carolina. It's very underrated the size of alligators that people are pulling out in the swamps of South Carolina, either down in the low country or even, you know, back home in the PD area where I'm from. But that's kind of really the next thing for me, like bear hunting. I don't I could really take or leave something that I may want to try. But any time that I can find a good place to get on some deer 
hogs or turkeys, get on some ducks and geese, count me in. You know, those are the kind of things that, you know, I'm looking forward to. And like I said, with the seasons getting ready to cross, hopefully the opportunities will present themselves. Uh, you know, you got to balance everything. You got to balance, you know, family, my kids, got to balance, you know, work, traveling for that. And then once the dust kind of settles, not to mention putting together a kick-ass podcast for you guys, but once the dust settles, then being able to get out and uh, go hunt and then come back and talk to you guys about these experiences, man. I'm looking forward to it. Um, like I said, the seasons are getting ready to cross, and it's going to be a good time for everyone. It's, it's going to be a really good time. Brightland. All right, that's everything I pretty much wanted to cover this week on the BLCP Brightland Country podcast. Shoot me an email, man. I want to hear from y'all, whether we're you got anything to add about climbers? Um, how many of y'all have already got your uh, federal duck stamp? Or if you got any uh, cool kick-ass hunts that you're um, planning already that you got coming up, man, send me an email. Tell me about that stuff, ab3bryantland at gmail.com, or probably one of the uh, best ways to get at me, either on Facebook, Bryantland, or on Instagram, at officialbryantland on the gram. Uh, we are on Twitter. Uh, at three Bryant land. So, um, hit me up, man. Let me know what you guys think about the climber. I know a lot of people that swear by them. A couple people that love blinds, you know, hunting in blinds like myself. Like I said, I got my federal duck stamp, so I'm getting ready, uh, to ripping, uh, to rock and roll. I started to say rip and go, rip and go, rock and roll, whatever with that. And then traveling to hunt, man, if y'all got some, uh, some trips planned, some places that you're looking forward to go, man, you know, like I said, hit me up. Let me know. I've seen some pictures on uh, Instagram already with folks putting deer on the ground. You know, remember to tag us in your pictures so we can, uh, you know, shout you out. Uh, when you get those uh, deer on the ground, man, we don't discriminate whether you got, you know, big bucks, medium bucks, small bucks, does, whatever, man. Keep us in the loop with how y'all are doing out there with your deer season, man. We like uh, seeing the pictures. We like, you know, interacting, talking to uh, folks on social media. We certainly appreciate your support. So, uh, like I said, just let us know what you got going on out there. Also, before I get ready to get out of here, I just want to remind you guys, BryantlandCountry.com, the website, has everything Bryantland, whether it's the podcast, whether it's videos that we've put together, blogs, everything, one-stop shopping, merchandise, don't forget the merchandise, one-stop shopping for everything, every single thing Bryantland is on the website, bryantlandcountry.com. You can't go wrong with that. Uh, please remember on the Apple Podcast to uh, rate and review for us. Make sure you're telling five people to tell five more people about our podcast. Man, we appreciate any kind of love, any kind of feedback. Shout out to everyone that's been, uh, you can't call it retweeting, what is sharing our story, sharing our post and stuff on Instagram, man. Shout out to everybody that's taking the time to do that. We certainly appreciate you. But, man, like I said, I'm going to go ahead and get ready to get out of here. Episode 38 is in the books. Uh, episode 39 will be here next week. And you guys make sure you're back here next week for another episode of the Brian Land Country Podcast. 
Thanks for listening to the Bryant Land Country Podcast, hosted by AB3. Please leave us a positive review and five-star rating on iTunes. Be sure to check out our podcast section on our website, bryantlandcountry.com, for previous podcasts. Check us out on Instagram at Official Bryant Land and Twitter at 3 Bryant Land. This has been an AB3 Media Production. Join us next time for another edition of the Bryant Land Country Podcast.